11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Bakary Sanya. How's it going? I'm really good. I'm really good. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm here in Montreal. I'm staying home, being safe, and uh, I'm just being patient. I'm here with my family, I'm my wife, my kids. And we're doing homeschool from here. And, uh, and yeah, it's been, it's been a special time, but we have to go through it all together. Yeah, 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 for sure. Definitely been an odd time. Yeah, how have you? Are you, you're not? Are you retired or not? Or no? Uh, that's a big question, you know, because I just uh, I finished my contract in uh, in December with uh, Impact Control. Mm-hmm. I'm an ambassador for the team at the minute, and to be fair, I'm 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 not sure. I don't know. I don't really know. It's a bit blurry at the minute, but I, it's hard to answer the question. I got you. Are you still like working out? Yeah, I work out every day. Before the period, before the coronavirus period, I used to work out every day, not mm-hmm. because it was a need, but because it's just in my blood. Yeah. You know, I feel training and I felt training all my life. So I had to stay focused. I had to, to stay fit and I want to stay fit. I gotcha. So yeah, going back in time, how did you first get involved playing soccer? Well, first of all, it's a family thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I uh, started when I was six years old. My dad and my brothers used to play, so uh, naturally they got attracted to the game. So um, I started playing in my hometown until I was 13 years old, where I got started for my uh, first professional team. I stayed home because my dad refused me to join so early. But when I got 15, I finally reached the academy. So from 15 until I made my debut age 20, I was in the academy learning skills and, and working really hard. Yeah, what was it like just growing up in uh, France? Well, it was lovely, you know. I currently did in the compound where all my friends used to go home, where they used to come home, like, not even knocking the door, you know. It was, we had some kind of freedom, and we used to, to leave home at 9 after breakfast and go home at night at 7 p.m. Our, our families knew where we were. We were on the pitch playing football. We just needed a, a simple football to enjoy life and this is what changed the most you know now nowadays kids they need like laptops and mm-hmm. video games and but back in the days with a simple football everyone was uh, was attracted you know yeah you were 19 when you turned pro right i was 20 uh, i was 20 but uh, i used to be striker for a long time i made my my breakthrough as soon as i became right back because mm-hmm. as a striker i was not selfish enough in front of the goal I was not clinical but when I became right back it was during a game reserve game 
I had to play 20 minutes right back because we had one injury and I did well. So I remained right back for the end of the season. And the following season, I regularly start training with a professional team until I signed professional. And I used to travel one year with them without, without playing. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot by, by watching them and watching the intensity of the game. And it was, it was quite interesting for me to be on the bench and be able to see it live. Yeah, and then 2007 uh, is when you signed with Arsenal. What was that like? That was one of your big moves, right? Well, after I established myself in a in a French League One, mm-hmm. uh, I played like three years regularly. I was starter for my team. It was important for me to to step up, and I got the opportunity to play for Arsenal because it was my kind of dream playing for the French team of of UK. You know, we had so many French players. My English was not so good. I could understand, I could speak, but not perfectly. So I think it was a good mix for me to, to join Arsenal and, and learn slowly. And the coach played a big part because I spoke to him in my mother language and the connection was, was already made. So, yeah, Arsenal was my dream club and I'm fully satisfied with the choice I made back in the days. And, and yeah, I fully enjoyed my time there. Yeah, what was that like just moving from France to England? Well, as soon as I I was linked to the club, mm-hmm. I started thinking why I didn't enjoy more of of, of France, why I didn't enjoy more my family, my friends, Paris, you know, because I was so attached to France that I got scared mm-hmm. for a minute. But then I was thinking about how my life would change playing in, in the Premier League and playing from one of the best clubs in the world and uh, surrounded by amazing players and uh when I first joined, I stayed maybe one month at the hotel. I was with Eduardo, another striker who came at the same time. And, uh, and yeah, we, we were always together. And on our day off, we used to just drive in London and start discovering the city. But it was great. It was just great, great atmosphere. And uh, the welcome, they welcomed us in an amazing way. We, the team were really young. We had a great team spirit, and the vibe was amazing. Yeah, and I know you're a, a defender, but you scored a, a goal your first season with Arsenal. Do you remember that? Against Chelsea, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, sometimes I ask players, and, they, and they're like, oh, I don't remember that goal, but you you were right on. No, I didn't score many, so I can still remember all of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on the corner kick against Chelsea. We were leading 1-0, but I, I got injured straight or maybe in, during the second half after, so... Yeah, that's a big game, too. It's a good day, but the bad yeah. day at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it was massive. That's crazy. Yeah, so then, then you moved over to Manchester City. So what, what was your decision to go to Manchester City? Well, I had to challenge myself. You know, I always tell people to stay at the top. You have to challenge yourself every single day. You cannot afford to feel comfortable just because you're starting games. It's not enough if you only keep being a top player. And I was playing for the national team at the same time and I knew I had to challenge myself. I knew I had to push myself because we're only human beings and we forget. We get too comfy, we forget to work hard, we forget to sprint this extra, we forget to, to give this little extra to make the difference. And uh, after seven years at Arsenal, I think it was the right time for me to, to go and challenge myself with bigger players and bigger adversity because every single uh, position was doubled and uh, everyone was international player. So I got there, I, 
my first year was quite tricky because I didn't get to play much. I didn't get to to show what I could do. But as soon as I got the chance, I, I just took it and I and I remained in the team. Yeah, and then I saw you went to Italy for one season too, and then you came over here. Well, you came to Canada, I was going to say U.S., but you came to Major League Soccer. What was your decision to come to Major League Soccer? You know, for, for us, a European player, we always have a dream of moving to America because America is big, because this is a, a dream, American dream, you know. And the MLS also is, is magic. It's a real show for us. And you don't have so much pressure compared to Europe. And we're just here to enjoy football, truly enjoy football, you know. And uh, and yeah, I got uh, I got the opportunity to come, and I just took it straight away. I got better offers somewhere else, but I, I picked Montreal because I believed it was the right time for me to move across and and to discover the league. And I was amazed, and I'm still amazed by the the MLS because mm-hmm. it's a show. Really, it's a show, and uh, you guys are used to to this show, and we're not European players. You know, before every single game, you have the national anthems. Whenever you travel, you travel to big cities. You know, I used to watch these things in movies. You know, Philadelphia and and Chicago. I used to see Chicago from the Bulls basketball NBA team. Mm-hmm. Uh, LA, which is unreal, and so many cities. I discovered so many cities because I came here, and I'm really, really, really delighted for it. Yeah. So you picked Montreal because uh, they speak French there, right? No, because because I got a I got a contact with uh, with Remy Carlos straight away. You know, his friend she called me and mm-hmm. I had a good relation with him and um, and yeah because he was more interested back in the days maybe in 2017 mm-hmm. I got an offer from LA Galaxy and I uh, I refused it because it was too early for me to come and I was still playing in Europe. Mm-hmm. So it was before I moved to Italy, you know. Yeah. And I think the coach was uh, bless him. He passed away. It was um, a German coach, if I remember well. It was it was it was it was right at me. But I I had to refuse because I was still in Europe. I was still being in Europe, and it was not the right time for me to to come. You know. Gotcha. Um, what about like how can you compare the European game to uh, the American game? Well, it's it's difference intensity, you know. The difference is intensity. Every single team put and the pressure they put on the players. In Europe, you don't have so much time to think. Whenever you have the ball, you have someone right pressing you and putting pressure on you. It happens here, not with every single team. You still have amazing players in MLS, which was surprising to me. You know, I didn't expect so much uh, so much talent players in the league. But in every single team, you have good players, you know. They're ready to challenge you, and you can tell they're very and right keen on it, you know. And uh, But the difference is tactically. Tactically, I believe the teams are making mistakes because they let themselves guided by the score. Whenever they consider goals, they disorganize themselves a bit too fast, a bit too quickly, while they still have time to come back. And, and on set pieces also, we're not so focused. Was there anything uh, that surprised you, um, like playing in any MLS games? Um, not necessary, you know. Every single team was different. Some teams, whenever we played some teams, it was like, OK, 
okay, he joins the game, we're thinking, oh, we're going to beat him. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up losing. At the end of the game, you sit in the dressing room and you start thinking, how did we lose that game, you know? How did we let let, let it go? And some of the teams, like, are dominating all the game and you win, you end up winning one nil. It's, it's not it's not accurate. Nothing is accurate here, and it's just so strange, you know. Because I I, I don't know because maybe we travel a lot, and because some of the games are really far, and you have to travel three four hours and stay three days. Maybe it, it seems like it's a dream, but I believe every single team should be able to win more over games. For example, you know. And I remember when I came here, I came at the same time as Quincy and Quincy. And myself we used to have a lot of chat mm-hmm. after training and during training, and it was it was a challenge between me and him at training. You know, he was speaking so much on the pitch. I was thinking, oh, that guy speaks too much. I can't lose against him. He's going to speak and he's going to tease me after his training. So I was giving <laughs> my best, not for him to end up end up winning the game. You know, yeah. And we used to talk like, and we used to debate for one hour sometimes. They in a in a massive room and talk and talk and talk. And I liked it because I learned a lot through through him. He taught me a lot through the MLS rules that I didn't know because the rules are so different. And uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's an amazing league in a, in a both sides. And um, what about playing for the national team? What does it mean to you to uh, wear France across your chest? Well, it's a, it's a great achievement. You know, I used to watch them on TV. I used to, to support them. I used to... <laughs> to cheer for them whenever they won the World Cup and, and even after whenever there were a game on, on Wednesday night I used to, to sit with my dad and watch I used to come and rush from training to, to watch them and suddenly I got I got the call and you know I have uh, my family coming to the stadium and my first call also the game was in Oxa it was in my uh, my first professional club so I got it all in the same time and <laughs> it was a blessing for me to, to be able to have my first call in my hometown in the club I was playing in in front of my family my friends and, uh, and yeah from the minute I got there I, I just gave my best and I knew I had to perform every single game with, with Arsenal to be able to be called again and again and I, I did Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Do you have like a favorite moment uh, playing for the French team? I must say Euro 2016. Even so, we lost the final against Portugal. Mm -hmm. It was a dream to play a competition at home, you know. The vibe was really good. Especially at that time, France was a bit down, you know. So a bit of crisis and a bit of tensions. And football just reunited everyone. And and we had a lovely month and the vibe was crazy. You know, we had uh, like fan zones a, a bit everywhere. The fans, they were jumping, celebrating. And the, it remains a good memory, except from the final we lost. But mm-hmm. uh, I think we did well. And also the Brazil, the World Cup in Brazil. Because the landscape in Brazil was unreal, and Brazil is, is a country of football, and everything mm-hmm. was reunited for us to play a big part. And I know you said uh, you were talking about injuries before, and I know you had some uh, pretty big injuries. Uh, how did you overcome those? Well, I never. I'm a positive guy, you know. We know it's part of the game. 
mm-hmm. whenever you start playing, you know, you can get injured anytime. That's why you need to, to put every single chances on your side by taking care of your body, taking care of your food, taking care of the way you treat yourself, taking time for yourself to rest up and to get massages. And, and then it, if, if it's happened, it's how it happens, you know, mm-hmm. it's part of the game and it's not the end of the world. Most of the time it's a blow and it's a disappointment, but... You know, as a professional player, we got everyone around us to put us on feet uh, quite quickly. And we had, we, I got an amazing staff around me to, to help me and, and to manage myself to come back as fast as possible. And, and yeah. I just took it day by day and I had some targets day after day and I reached them. And in a short period of time, I was back. Are you ready for the five Quincy questions? I am. I'm ready for Quincy. I'm ready for you, Quincy. Okay, uh, all right. What's the what's the most important uh, skill that you feel has made you successful as a pro? Mm, I believe that I'm, I'm not sure it's a skill. I think it's the understanding of the game mm-hmm. because you can be as good as you want, as fast as you want, as powerful as you want. If you don't understand the game, if you don't know how to stand, where to stand, when to stand, you're gonna be lo- you're gonna be lost on the pitch. You know, people don't realize how technical and and minutious it is to be on the pitch. You know, because it just watches from the stand. And being on the stand and being on the pitch is totally different because angles are different, because the pace is different. And I realized when I got injured, I was in the stand and it seemed so slow. I was thinking, what's this? You know. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, I understand why people now criticize and why they go crazy sometimes where a pass seems to be so evident and we don't do it. But when you're on the pitch, the angle is different. And, and especially as a defender, you, you need to, to stand properly because if you don't, your opponent will start taking pace and, and will, be, will have a go at you and, and it becomes dangerous, you know. Yeah. So I got a follow-up question on that. Are you like a film guy? Do you watch a lot of video, like study the game? Um, I didn't through mm-hmm. my uh, through my uh, professional life. But now I I got the taste for for coaching. You know, okay. I want to pass my coaching badges, and obviously learning with managers like Arsene Wenger, like Pep Guardiola. I learned a lot through them. You know. Mm-hmm. And they gave me the aim to become manager one day. And, and yes, now whenever I watch a game, I'm tempted to analyze the game at the same time. Before I was not, I was just watching as a fan. But mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm, I'm critical, you know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making? Not thinking about the future, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> because football can stop from one day to another. So you have to be wise. Think about the future. You have to make clever investment with your money because I always say money takes a month to come and one day to one second to go. So you have to be wise and you have to think one day football will stop and so how you have to anticipate. And it's hard because whenever you play, you're tempted to go training and traveling. And so when you go home, you just want to rest. But we have plenty of time off and we should cherish this time off to learn new skills or mm-hmm. learn different stuff, you know. Yep. What advice would you give a young player trying to make a pro league? My advice to young players would be believe in yourself. Work hard and believe in yourself. Don't put yourself any limit because 
they, they are no limits. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself the maximum of chances to reach your dream, to your dream. No matter how how many adversity you're gonna face, you can go straight, you know. And uh, you have everything around you to be successful. You have coaches taking care of you. Just give it, give it a go, and uh, game after game, training after training, give hundred percent. Then the outcome will be what it is. But at least you won't have any regret. And if you didn't make it, you have plenty of of things to do. And if you didn't make MLS, you still have other league where you can have a go and and maybe progress through the years. I like that. What is something most people think is true that you believe isn't? I believe as a player, we we all different. So the body reacts in a different way for all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. The way we feed ourselves, maybe, is different to everyone. It's down to everyone. Some people would like eating before games. Some won't. Some people would like going and staying in a hotel before game. Some don't. So talking about the game, it's, it's personal. It's very personal. By the way, you you go into the game and you get focused. Some will need to listen to the music. Some will need to talk to avoid the pressure. And we all different, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I become a manager, I will try to understand every single player, to analyze every single player, and try to give him as much space as he needs to to perform on the pitch. Because the most important is the pitch, you know. You still have like a big, big, big rules where you have to set up limits, mm-hmm. like major rules. But I won't go crazy out to play uh, laughing before warming up. Warm up is warm up, you know. So he will have to be focused on the warm up. But if he's chill in the dressing room, maybe he feels being chill and he feels relaxed and he needs to relax before it became, you know. We're mm-hmm. all different at the end of the day, of the day you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what's one thing that you would move forward with? If you weren't scared of if things didn't go well, school. I wish I went to school. I wish I went to uni. And I want to be fair. Whenever I used to watch movies and and Beverly Hills series, mm-hmm. it was a dream for me to to go to an American school and to have this this you know to sit by me in the school and in the in at the uni and on the campus. It's, it was a dream for me to just to see it on TV, you know, because first of all they were they were alone. <laughs> it was my my dream to to guide myself and to to be able to to do and decide for myself while I was at home. And uh, well, yeah, the vibe is amazing. It's like a big family, you know. Mm-hmm. You have a big community, and it's like a big family, and you have different sectors. Like you know, you have like obviously sports play a major part. But mm-hmm. it's all unit, one unit. One bunch of guys represent one one unit. Maybe in the same campus you will have NFL players mixed with soccer players, which means mm-hmm. other players, you know. But it's just one team wanted to perform for the same school. And I think you had great value in uh, in it. I don't know, I believe. And uh, and I liked it as a kid. Hey, what, what would you want to study? Um... I wish I was an architect, you know. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I like creating stuff and I like building stuff. So I wish I was an architect, you know, to design on a on a simple piece of paper and to see it live and standing. It it must be amazing, you know. Yeah. Are you ready for some fun questions off the pitch? I am. I am. Um, what's your What's your favorite American food? Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Burger and fries. 
what what about what what do you what what kind of food do you miss uh in france oh the french you know the french the french food is uh is one of the best in the world so and everything taste is different cheese and i'm from burgundy so yes the cheese probably how about if i if i went to france like where would you tell me to go like food wise to burgundy we have a lot we have a lot of natural product from the from the agriculture and uh, i think you will have a great time and on top of it you will you will eat well all right um what about what if what you like you... wine if you like wine also i don't drink alcohol but if you like wine it's a it's a good area for wine you know you have uh, some vines and and uh and you you have chablis and i'm not praising wine because i wouldn't praise alcohol mm-hmm. But for for the wine lovers, it's a good area, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about what? What's your favorite song right now? Me and you, praise. All right, you had that right away. You you've been listening to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sharp on it. <laughs> uh, Me and you, praise. P R A I Z. Um, what about uh, who would you want to do a jersey exchange with in the MLS, and who would you want to do a jersey exchange with uh, in Europe? In Europe, I will pick Lionel Messi. Okay. Did, did you get to, you played against him? Yeah, many times. But you know, you don't want to be the one running after him and and yeah. he scored on TV. You know, you don't want that. <laughs> Do you, are you, a, you? Did you did you collect a lot of jerseys? I did every single game. I used to exchange okay. my uh, because these are what remains whenever we retire. You know, yeah. you have memories and. By by having shirts, you start thinking, oh, so it happened, you know. Yeah, I think but that's one of the cool MLS, things. In MLS, in MLS, I will I will trade it for a LA jersey, no matter who the player is. I love LA, you know. I've been the first time this this year, or the only time in my life, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with LA. So, all right, um, yeah, I think it's cool that. Um, I don't know if you noticed, like, American sports are starting to do that, too. Like, in the NFL, they're starting to do, like, a jersey exchange to, uh, after games. Yeah, they should. I believe they should because it's uh, it's it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like something special, you know? Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's like, like a, a friendly, It's yeah. like a friendly moment, respectful yeah. moment between yeah. between teams. Yeah, for sure. All right, and last, but now, with the coronavirus, I'm not sure they're going to do it. Yeah, you I, don't, know, I don't know. What's now going the rules are going to change, I believe. Yeah. All right, la- last one. If you weren't a soccer player, what do you think you'd be doing? If I weren't a soccer player, um, that's a good question, but maybe I would have maybe worked something like, yeah, being an architect, maybe. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? Oh, uh Thank you, <laughs> a big thank you, because I believe they have an interest on me, and and because of them also I had to perform, and they made me go through a lot. They made me progress as a person and as a player, and I always did everything for my team, but for the fans too. So thank you so much. Hope you learn a lot. Hope you can inspire yourself with my words, and yeah. uh, and maybe one one day uh, they will be the one asking me questions. So. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Actually, I got one one last question. What, what's your what's your take on social media? You like it or no? It's all right, you know. <laughs> I uh, 
no, it's it's a virtual life, you know. Yeah. I like it. Everyone likes it. Don't get me wrong. But you need to find the right balance because this is not reality. Yeah. You can you can let social media taking over too much because you have good but you have bad effects. So always keep keep the right balance between your personal life and social media. Always. For sure. All right, again, I appreciate it, and uh, have a good day, and hopefully everything returns to normal soon. Thank you so much. Hopefully, yeah. Thank you. Take care. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.